This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And today, we have got somebody who is refining and redefining the way that premium payments and financing is done. They may be the old guy on the block, but they by far have the best technology, the best service, and they have made it a streamlined process for us to write business we otherwise wouldn't write my number one profit pumper mr davy holt from ipfs what's up man i love the bruce buffer intro as always much appreciated david bruce buffer wishes he had my jacket collection I love it. Yeah, when you when you bust some of those out, you're like, "Hey, I've got a jacket that Bruce Buffer would would blush at." I love the it. one that I wore to the aquarium was one for sure that Buffer wishes he had. I promise That's you. That's true. That was on yeah. point. It was it was on point. Wait till you see the suit that I just ordered when I unveil it. I don't know when or where I'm going to be, <laughs> but it is one for the record books. It is by far my boldest move yet. I think Kyle's really? over it. Kyle's over it. It's hot. It is it is so solid. Hey, did Duran ever get the suit back he won? Like for for producing that account? I haven't seen Like Duran I know he got an initial fitting. Yeah, he, I know he got an initial fitting, but I never heard that he actually got the suit. I I don't I don't know. Him and I don't talk suits very often. Um Well, I'm bringing so, it up in, I'm bringing it up in sales meeting Monday, so there's that. Well, there you go. Bullet point one on the sales meeting agenda for sure. Hundred percent. So listen, man, we're getting geared up for Key West. You know, mm. Kyle doesn't Kyle doesn't know this about IPFS, but IPFS is known in the conference circles for their incredibly creative yet functional hangover kits. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. We okay. uh, uh, do tell. Well, we you know what we try to do is we, you know we try to show you a good time. Uh, potentially sponsoring a, a dinner, some drinks, whatever, a way to build some relations. I like good uh, times, Davey. But, uh, <laughs> but, we, but we also want to take care of you on the back end or the next day too. Mm. And so we've put together a little, uh, a little kit. I don't have one on me, but it's, you know, it's logoed. It's got Pedialyte in it, ibuprofen, <laughs> band-aids. Typically most of them come with a snack. 
a snack, like cold, you know, vitamin C, whatever your flavor really is. Sure. Kleenex, uh, you know, anything you Kleenex. Like if you're yeah, just sloppy projectile vomiting all over kid. everything, we can get <laughs> well, you like sanitized my son to was clean this back morning. up. That was yeah. pretty awesome. The, they have the, the 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 last thing I saw. They started stuffing in them were the anti nausea uh, hard candies. Yes, so that, mm. that's that's hmm. that's a big deal, especially on the morning after. So, you know, IPFS is full service. We're going to take care of you uh, prior to, during, and after the event. So, uh, that's awesome. Well, this Pedialyte's, is this uh, is gonna, for sure a big deal. This could be a really interesting thing for me because Kyle's finally going to get his first taste of the actual insurance conference circuit. He got a little <laughs> bit of a taste of what it was like in the at the aquarium event last fall. That wasn't but he's really not, the s- yeah. That that's not. I, I feel I feel like that is going to be substantially different than what this is. No, because you left. You you left at the aquarium. The insurance follow p- the the insurance conference piece happened after the aquarium when people were ended up at McDenton's or wherever else. Mm. So gotcha. I just, you know, I had to leave the next morning or something. I think we were, you were, we, you were leaving to go to Napa. That's right. Ooh. Much that's more right. refined than post insurance conference activities. I should say. So this is going to yeah, well, right. I, listen, Kyle can get after it too. So I'm yeah. going to be very yeah. interested to see him. Kyle doesn't necessarily need to get after it. <laughs> Kyle got after it a fair amount Memorial Day weekend. So I noticed. He, he, you didn't notice anything, and <laughs> he might need to dry out a little bit. Got it. Got it. Yeah, there's there's something about uh, the energy in a room uh, at an insurance conference, which which leads people that need to, quote, unquote, to drink. get after it. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I believe that. It's really the risk, really, you know, knowing that we're just under so much risk and just taking the taking some steam off. That's what it really comes down to. Mm. There you go. Well, listen, man, I wanted to have you come on the podcast. I mean, we've been talking about it for a while, and I've had every Tom, mm-hmm. Dick, and Harry that works for IPFS that shows up to a conference come on and talk to us. But, you know, it's kind of like I feel like I'm the DEA working the street pusher to get to the kingpin here. And finally, we got him on the – finally, we get him on the podcast. Yeah. Well, it's been great. I mean, having you're you're traveling all over the place. No, I'm not. I'm done. I'm done. You're done now. I'm done till the fall. Yes. Okay. Well, you're traveling around. We're at every one of the show. If I'm not, we have someone at every show that you're at. We have relationships with a lot of the folks that you know, Keystone, uh, the Big Eye groups. We have a lot of those relationships already, and so. Uh, you know, it just makes sense for us to, like you said, for you to meet to meet some of our other folks. So, Kyle, who's your favorite so far? Oh, that's wait a minute, you're not Grayson. Forget it. Grayson's say, the one dude, who's been there recording all of these with me. It's like, like you're gonna have, you're gonna have equipment. to you're gonna have to text me a few names that I can throw out <laughs> real quick here. Ch- ch- let's cut, on the side let's cut this part and then we'll just patch it in. Ask the question cool. again. I don't know, people. dude. We'll take, we'll you tell me, man. Line. Who we'll should take, who who we'll should be my line. favorite? Davy. Okay, well, Davy should. So be. far, he is because he's creating hangover packs for me. You know, he's also preempting. He's all, there's also a high likelihood he's wearing a pair of Jordans with that suit. I like that. I'm not today. I am not today. I did not wear the Jays today. I'm a big J guy. I I have some uh, black and brown uh, crocodile Horizon 13s. Oof, so nice. 
There's those are um, my dress shoes. Those are my dress shoes, really, because they're all they're leather, right? You yeah, know, of course. They're I mean, um, so. yeah, I could see how you could how you could get away with that. Uh, so, so, so some of the stuff that the guys are wearing with the suits just doesn't. I, I can't get behind, but um, those could work. I um, I get texts every every time there's a Jordan drop coming, so I'll oh, sit yeah. there and I'll I'll wait on the Nike app at you know nine fifty eight and wait for that ten o'clock to roll down roll around, and I just furiously hitting you know, check out and, um, somehow the bots still beat me to it most of the time, but every once in a while I get lucky and, and I'm able to procure my, uh, my new fresh pair. So, you know what? Yeah, I've, been, so- I, I've had a lot of luck on the back end. Like I don't even yeah. pay attention to all of that dropping. I just wait till a, like a week later and go back in and see if they're back in stock. And I've been really lucky. I'd say like eight out of 10 times they have what I'm looking for on the red. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, you wear what, like size 13 or something crazy 12 and a half yeah well i mean that's i, I that's wear 10 and a half so it's like for the, the jordans man yeah t- I, w- I would say 10 and a half and, and up to that range anything is, is, between 10 and 13 not counting 13 yeah. so 12 yeah, and a half and, and to 10 i think that's pretty much i can't get the retros when i get like i'm talking i'm talking specifically about the retro drops like if if, if, yeah. the, if the fours or like the you know mm-hmm. even the 11s or a couple 11s have come out recently and you just i mean you got these people that set up bots to this, this like immediately as soon as it turns on done and i can't do it, it any faster than five yeah. seconds i mean i gotta, I gotta hit add to cart i gotta click you know the button twice and then it does the face thing and i'm done and it takes five seconds but i don't know how much of that is like how quickly you get in there and do it and how much of it is just you know random like they say it is which it's definitely not but um, no so anyhow so speaking of something that you sometimes have to dry out from and that's buying jays you know when the when the when the, the nike boxes show up uh i typically get to look for my wife like really Another one, yeah. Uh, she, so I don't, I don't have very many, um, you know, very, very many vices or whatever. And I mean, that's definitely one of them. That golf, um, you know. So she just kind of accepts it, and I let her go buy whatever shit she wants, and we're good. So I, yeah. I was, yeah, I was gonna say, like, one of my vices is buying my wife Louis Vuitton. So I don't. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Right. Boom. So. There you have it. Oh. Well, let's 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 talk IPFS for a little bit, man, because sure. we can talk about our horrible spending habits a lot. <laughs> People be interested in that, and most of you, most of you hypocrites out there that are casting judgment on us right now do the same thing. I know, yeah, I know has what something. I know what Amazon's bringing to your house every Monday morning based on your Saturday night behavior. Okay, I got it. <laughs> but you know, I think that there's a lot of. Um, Buzz. I'm gonna use buzz as the word as opposed to disruption because I don't think it's disruption. I think there's a lot of buzz in the marketplace right now. Mm-hmm. That there's a lot of new technology out there, cutting edge. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna make things so much easier for you. Uh, we're gonna take agency bill out of your agency. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. That's nothing new, man. Like mm-hmm. you guys have been doing this. You're the granddaddy, right? You've been doing this for a, a long time at this point with Total Pay. Just maybe you haven't gotten that message out in as broad a strokes as what you would want it to be. So talk a little bit about that because I've been pretty vocal on the podcast that we moved, why we moved, what we've gained from it, what it's going to allow us to do. But mm-hmm. why don't you just sort of walk them through the, the elevator? It doesn't even need to be the elevator pitch. Take time and this is your chance. 20,000 people listening to you, Davey. No, no pressure. 
get it out to them and let them let them know exactly what you're doing because I feel like every agency in the country should be using IPFS Total Pay. I've not seen anything that compares to it at this point. Period. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like I should start with the like the Rock. If you smell like, uh, but Can you yeah, smell no. what the Rock's been cooking <laughs> to the millions and millions. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the the biggest point here is that we as a company, IPFS, this uh, tiny 45-year-old company here in Kansas City that's always served the independent agent channel, been privately held the entire time, we have uh, always led the market with technology. We, you know, since the inception, since the invention of the internet, uh, we have been there uh, pioneering online quoting pioneering did, um, did Al Gore tip you off on that so that you could, do- well, you know, we were just, we, we had some of the, the technology there. We were just waiting for Al Gore to turn the light switch on. So there we go. We did. Um, we've always been doing that. We've always been uh, on the front edge of technology because unlike some of the other, even large premium finance companies, our agent mix has always been uh, middle market and main street on, on top of some of the large relationships as well. So we've always gotten good feedback from our customer base. We have one of the largest customer bases uh, out there in terms of all insurance vendors and companies. Um, so we've always been on the leading edge of technology. And so what some of this buzz that you're referring to is out there is on LinkedIn, it's on social media, you know, it, it's bought, that buzz is bought and paid for by a PR firm typically. And it, it, it goes and it, what it tries to say is because premium finance is such a niche thing, that buzz goes out there and tries to create a problem or make the, the problem bigger than what it really is and say that there's not been anybody yet to solve the problem. And here we are sitting over here, 45 years young, say it. No, no, we've, we've been solving that for a while. Um, and, and we've been admittedly, and this is what I've been candid about at, at any event I go to, we, we have admittedly been bad at the marketing effort. Um, and, and that's true. But the solutions that we provide for the agent channel, which is to minimize agency friction and to reduce billing, uh, billing costs, uh, billing efforts, billing energies, and make transactions, all transactions, whether they are premium finance transactions or simple payments, easier. We've been doing that for a while now and through the total pay product. And, um, you know, again, I, I, like I said, I've been candid that we've missed the marketing message and we're getting better at that. Um, but that, number one, that problem isn't as big as the buzz would indicate that it is. It's just not. Um, and the solution's already there. So um, it's just, uh, hey, it's a learning experience going through some of these traps sometimes of, of realizing how how messages get out there and get promoted and things like that. But um, something we've learned, and, and we're, we're, we're redeploying it right now. We're redeploying that messaging uh, right now with, with, with groups like this, getting out in the field and talking, um, talking our program. And, and, and really, the biggest challenge Challenges is for people to understand that we're not just a premium finance company. Uh, we're premium finance payments and documents, and so uh, it's on us to recraft that message and recraft that narrative. And we're we're engaging in that right now. Um, but I will say 
the truth always sets you free. <laughs> and the truth is, is that it's all our stuff that we're using, stuff that we've built ourselves. Some of these other platforms out there uh, are, are, are rented space or white labeled this or, or whatever, or, or subbing. They're not, even, they're not even a premium finance company. They're using another premium finance company and representing themselves as a finance company. Um, so all of our stuff is our stuff. So that, that kind of, you know, some of these discussions that have come up with are some great agents have come up to me after I've given these speeches and said, I hear you. What can we do to better evaluate our partners, our tech stack, if you will? And, uh, that's a great question and I don't have a, a perfect answer for it, but, um, Typically, it just t- comes down to taking a breath and reading through some of the noise and reading through some of the buzz and, and asking some questions about, you know, where did this company come from? Do you guys have experts in the field? I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't as an agent, you wouldn't partner with a, an insured tech carrier that was a bunch of software developers and investors, but no underwriters. And some of these companies out there are sound nice because they're they have a solution and they have some technology but they have no premium finance people working for them it's silicon valley technology and money and that's it Hmm. yeah it's a bit to be concerned about yeah it's a buyer beware scenario for sure because the history of ipfs has always been to acquire and buy premium finance companies that couldn't make it right is to buy them and and actually we have an incredible track record of keeping those employees so we're not slash and burn but what we've done through that is battle a perception of the industry which is incorrect because one of the most common things we deal with when we walk into agents and we say hey we'd like to be your premium finance company or now what we say is we'd like to be your payments provider oh and by the way we do premium finances they go ah i was burned by a premium finance company before i'm not doing that again Mm mm-hmm and what they were burned by is a premium, uh, you know, regional premium finance company, a premium finance company owned by a wholesaler that was just a profit arm. It really wasn't designed to do anything else other than double dip. You know, you burned by some of these companies and they go, well, that's a bad experience. I'm never doing that again. And what we have to come in is come in and reeducate and say, hey, with our platform, our process, we have safeguards in place where you're not going to owe this, you know, you're not going to, we're not going to come after you for that. You know, we, 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 we have cancellation avoidance technology, which helps you engage with the insured to avoid the cancellation from happening. So uh, it's, it's recrafting a narrative, but I will tell you that recrafting a narrative is something we've been doing for decades because we've always had to come in, parachute in and, and change the perception of what people believe about what, what a premium finance company should and shouldn't do. And now what we're saying, too, is what a payments company should and shouldn't do that's focused on the insurance vertical. That's as, so that's is, as pitchy as, as I like to get there. Yeah, so no, but I've got, I've got some follow-up questions that. Like, you talk about yeah. people getting um, getting burned. burned. What, are, what are the top places where they get burned? That, that, that they could yeah. – that if they would have just read, they would understand what they were doing. I mean, because I have to – I feel like this, man. I've been burnt. I blame mm-hmm. nobody but myself because mm-hmm. when, when the the way that I got burnt was I bound a policy, check hadn't cleared, took the check, check bounced for the down payment. Everything got funded. Here I am sitting in the mm-hmm. gap. 
You know, I ended up basically the short version of the story is I had to pay $25,000 back. Mm-hmm. And my client filed bankruptcy on me. So mm-hmm. I, I ate it. Like, not at, at a time where, you know, I know everybody wants to believe, you know, that I just got $25,000 laying around in my couch cushions, but. You know, at a time where I really had no flexibility in the budget whatsoever, I got stuck eating that. And I feel like, you know, I'm to blame. It was me. It was my fault. It was I was the one who did not follow mm-hmm. the process correctly. I should have put all of that together, waited for the, the a check to clear, make sure that the financing was ready to fund and then issue the bind order and be ready to go. Right. But I mean, I always feel like with premium financing, it's sort of like a chicken and egg type of deal because you can't really create the finance agreement until you have the invoice from the, the wholesaler, you know, in our case. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to necessarily bind without having a check that's cleared the bank. Mm-hmm. But you have to bind to get the invoice so you can create the finance <laughs> agreement so you know what the down payment is. Like, I mean, how do you sort through that for the average agent out there who's just maybe even just the agent? A lot of times you have to be seeing this, you know, people that were ex-captive agents that are now independents and they're coming in, getting started, don't have a lot of admitted markets because they, they're not getting direct appointments right out of the box. So they're writing a lot of wholesale and brokered business and they're having to use premium financing to make that work. How do you walk them through that to make sure that at a time where they're the most vulnerable, they understand? I'm not asking you to tell me, hey, look, you're never going to have to be responsible for anything and it's okay. Right. I just I want you to educate the audience and, and give them straight talk. Here's the things you need to be looking at because yeah. I think a lot of people hide behind that and they don't have that conversation. Yeah, so there's kind of kind of two sets of answers here. There one is what is the most common ways that people get burned. I'm gonna address that. And then the second is, you know, how you really integrate the premium finance transaction and use that to adjust or update or um mold your agency operation too. So let me start with the first one, which is pitfalls. The most common uh, pitfalls that we deal with on a regular basis of varying size are what we call willful or ignorant misrepresentations of the policy. And what that means is, is, hey, I'm an insurance producer and I went to a, a website and entered data to create that premium finance agreement and oops, I missed the minimum earned provision to put that in the system. That is the most common. It is 99% of the times that that happens, it is unintentional. Once in a blue moon, somebody will do it intentionally to get a lower down payment. Both scenarios, there is recourse to that because what that does when you willfully or ignorantly misrepresent those minimum earned provisions it comes out of our money that we've parked at the carrier. So if that, in the event of a cancellation, David, in your, in your scenario, you kind of had the perfect storm. Cancellations happen, but you had a cancellation and a bankruptcy. So you had the double whammy, right? Um, cancellations, those misrepresentations, if they're accidental, most of the time, we can work that out with the agency. We can find a way to spread out some of those losses and things like still the agency responsibility that. And then the other most common pitfall is let's say you're running the premium finance uh, program for your organization and you've got a producer that fails or refuses to collect either a signature or a down payment or a correct down payment. 
one of the um, fine print items on the premium finance agreement, which I would encourage everyone that does this to read at least one time. It's not, it's not an insurance policy. It's not 1,300 pages. It's typically a front and a back. I would encourage you to read it. Um, is that you did collect the down payment. It says it in writing, and someone has to sign that agreement on the agency's behalf. And so another common thing is to say, hey, we, we didn't actually collect the down. The producer said he had it. The CSR said they had they brought they were supposed to bring it in. They never brought the check in. They never mailed the check in, et cetera. And that down payment gets lost. And then if there is a if there is a cancellation again, we there's a, a, a recouping of that down. So those are the most common. Uh, that missing of that minimum that correct earnings provision is the most costly, typically. Uh, if you can believe it, especially in the state of Florida, but there there are a lot of times where based on certain provisions, a policy can go from 25% minimum earned or no earning at all to 100% fully earned, which means all that money we sent to the carrier, they won't give us back in the event of it. That's our, that's our collateral, that money we sent to the carrier to fund the policy. And so if it goes 100% fully earned, the carrier says, no thanks, we're keeping your money. So we go back to the agent and we say, hey, if you would have told us this was 100% fully earned, we might have underwritten it differently. We might have asked for more of a down payment to collateralize the loan faster. And so that's where things get sticky. Um, that is all to say that a lot of errors like this happen when agents or distribution partners refuse to use technology to their advantage. And they say, yeah, we just rather quote these things ourselves. We just want to enter the data because you're just depending on uh, these, this, these imperfect beings we are as human beings to make an error, right? And so what we always encourage is as much integration with agency management system and automation as possible where we can just download data directly out of an AMS into the quoting software. Um, again, look, not every agency has this happen. This isn't like every one of our thousands of partners has a dinger every year. They are still rare. But when they happen, to David's example, they hurt. Uh, and, and so that would be my – those are kind of my pitfalls. There are others, but those are the most common uh, in what agents should look for. And then the other thing is, is um, using the premium finance process to streamline or update your agency operations. A lot of our partners will say, hey, because we use total pay, because we use IPFS, which is an entirely digital process, an entirely uh, paperless transaction, and they, they, they offer you any form of payment you need, which is credit card, ACH, any of the credit cards, et cetera. We're going to stop having our people in our agency handle money, handle bank account information, handle transactions. We're just going to avoid all that. And we're going to tell our, our insureds, hey, look, if you're financing, it's credit card or ACH. And what, what that's been good for agents is to say, what, look, we're going we're gonna to stop having people write down credit card information in an office or take it. Or uh, there was an agency we dealt with in St. Louis that was... Uh, sending producers out every time they'd sign a deal to collect it, driving to go collect a down payment check. 
like 60 producers. We took all of those people off the field for that stuff by sending it electronically. So, um, you know, you, you use, you know, t- how, how do you, back to that chicken or the egg question, um, I think what you do is you kind of bolster your offering to your insured and you say, hey, I'm, I, I no longer just take payment any way you want. You can't just mail a check or drop off cash or whatever. This is my process. Oh, and by the way, if you don't like that, you can certainly pay it in full. But if you want to finance, which is the, the option I'm offering you, then you've, you've got to play by my rules. And I will tell you of the agents that have made that change. I think there's always a fear to go, well, we want to be full service. We want to be able to you know, reach different insureds. The pushback is way less than you would think when you give folks a more narrow path to do business with you, especially by that point, since you've demonstrated yourself as the expert and the provider and you have a relationship with them. You just say, hey, instead of which ways do you want to pay and I can chase down, I can go out and sign up ePay policy and I can have Stripe and I can have Square and I can have a premium finance company and I can have uh, a document company. Just use IPFS for all that and just say, hey, I'm going to send over a a link to you, which has all of your ways to pay and sign the premium finance agreement. It comes from an IPFS package. It's It's all there. Whether you pay in full or finance, both options are embedded in that offering. Pay whichever way you want. But it hopefully also, in terms of updating an agency's um, operations, hopefully it allows you to remove a sales conversation that you have to ha- typically had, which is, are you going to want to finance that or not? Hey, I'm a, I don't even need to ask you that. I'm going to send you an option that has pay in full or, or, or payments, whatever you want. Just, just use the link. Yeah, and I think... All of a sudden, that removes the whole, my producer forgot to get the down payment thing, or my producer said they had it and they didn't have it, or whatever else, right? Because totally now, you're capturing the down payment, you're funding the finance agreement, you're remitting the payment to the wholesaler on our behalf, you're waiting yep. to make sure, well, actually, you're waiting to make sure funds clear on the down right. payment, remitting mm-hmm. payment to wholesaler, and then sending us just our commissions which makes my life a million times easier, way easier to deal with. Yep. And I don't, I have a level of comfort there that I don't have if I have to do it myself through, you know, first insurance funding or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, there's just, yeah, and, it, and, it, and listen, by the way, I, I don't, I'm not calling out first insurance funding in a negative way. We use them for a number of years. They just did not have the technology that IPFS has. And it was, Here's the deal. You collect the down. You put it in your trust account. We'll fund your trust account with what our portion is. Then you're going to remit the carrier to the whole uh, payment to the wholesaler yourself, net your commission. I mean, I like the fact that all I have to worry about is my commission gets deposited into my account, period. End of story. That's it. Yep. And people, if you don't think that it matters, if you like, here's, here's a realistic question for you. This is, this is somewhat legendary in certain circles, depending on who you talk to at this point, but you know, we've almost, we we've created, we've created our own buzz. You know, I have around what IPFS has been able to do here at Florida risk partners. And the specific example that I always use is the one we did for a million bucks, you know, that was mm-hmm. four day turnaround time. You collect the down payment from my client, you know, you you fund the finance or you, you you handle the premium finance piece. We wait a few days, make sure everything's good. You pay the wholesaler and boom, the money is in, the commissions are in my account. 
This is a question that we actually were having a conversation about with Dylan Reed from Wonder Right on the last episode. And I'm as tip, you know, look, people, if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm the same dude on the podcast, whether I'm speaking <laughs> somewhere, whether you're in my living room, I'm not creative enough mm. to be a different guy. I'm an open book. And I honestly don't know the answer to this question, and I may look like a moron for it, but you know, what happens if you've got that million dollar finance agreement and you have a normal old, you know, old school premium finance arrangement where you collect the down, put it in your trust, they fund the difference. What's the FDIC have to say about that if you've got a million bucks sitting in your bank account? Yeah, that's uh you know, that, because that I'm is, under the impression it's only covered up to the first half million in deposits, right? Yeah, yeah. I, that is kind of beyond my regulatory expertise on that side, on the trust accounting and things like that. But look, I I think uh, moving just moving that kind of cash around, right? It, it's just is it's just it, it's just additionally upsetting and and weird and. Uh, you, you it is, know, no, you, listen, there's, you feel guilty for having that kind yeah. of money, right? Like I, yeah. I, I'm being dead serious when I say this, I lost, I, 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 when I would collect and I've never collected a million in cash and had it in the trust account, but I've, I've collected almost 500,000 and had it in there before. And I, I lost sleep over knowing that money was there. I was waking up in no the question. middle of the night, checking to make sure it was still there. <laughs> Like you don't know who's gonna hack into what you don't. I mean, it's just especially these days. I, it was very, yeah. very restless for me to deal with that, and that's why when I tell you, like, peace of mind is number one for me, man. That I'm not gonna hit a pitfall, or if I am, that I'm uh, that's gonna be mitigated. That I, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't have to worry about you know me collecting this money and the check bouncing or whatever. Y'all are collecting it, and it's clearing before you do your deal. You know, I picture these reps that were going out to pick up the checks from people like Stewie from Family Guy. Where's my money, man? With the bat, yeah. just walking in. Where's my money? Yeah. No, it's um, – look, the, the yeah, the other thing too that was uh, – I got into this, this game in 2015 and I was just shocked because when I started with IPFS, I was trained. We fund on behalf of the agents. We just fund the markets, right? As opposed to that send the money to you, then you send it off. And what I realized as I went out and called on agents, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of agents is most of our competition, specifically the large competition that we compete against that are typically bank owned because we're a privately held company and a lot of our large competitors out there are bank owned entities. They had always done business that way of funding the agents direct. Send the money to the agent, send the money to the agent, let them handle it, send the money to the agent. And so as I went out there and started to ask that question, hey, how do you how do you as an agency do funding? Well, they send us the money, we apply it, we put it over here, then we generate this, a ledger entry, we send it out, apply it. And I'm like, what if I could just remove it? And this was this was seven years ago. This is before Total Pay existed. I was just doing, hey, why don't we just fund the markets for you? All right, oh, that would be that would be really great. That would save us a lot of transactions. And so that was one of those long entrenched tenured perceptions and behaviors in our industry that we were fighting years ago is to say, let's make your agency operation easier by removing a step. So we've always been in the premium finance business, but we've really been in the remove a step from the agency business too. 
what ways can we stop you from having to do four or five more accounting transactions, processing transactions, billing transactions? So uh, that was that was another one of those perceptions we fought is that and, and then the follow up question is, well, why do you why do you have the premium finance company send you the money first? And that old answer, well, we've always done it that way. Well, the other thing is, y'all got that air over here, your old raging Cajun, Chase Courtney. <laughs> Shout out Chase Courtney. He's my Chase he's my Courtney, the raging Cajun. <laughs> Kyle, if this guy was coming to Key West, he would be your new best friend. <laughs> I, I love hanging love out him. with him because the longer the night goes, the more he sounds like Farmer Fran from Waterboy, and you can't understand <laughs> a word he says. This dude, he literally told us this. We were we were in some some joint in, um, we were it was when we were in Phoenix, right for the the Better yeah. Agency Conference at the yeah. beginning of April is when I met him the first time, and um, we went and had dinner in. It was like one of the, it was actually kind of bizarre because he ended up just leaving in the middle of dinner because he had a family situation <laughs> oh, and he had to get Florida. home. That, or, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was he, the second. He just finally like yep. he he's in the middle of a conversation like, hey, I just got a text from my wife. I got yeah, 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 go home. <laughs> <laughs> he left right, <laughs> but he spent uh. like ten minutes telling us this story. I still don't even know what the point of the story was. What it was, it something about Clyde's. It was something about Clydesdales or whatever. But like he oh, talked for man. ten minutes, and I literally did not understand more than five percent of what he was trying to articulate. Uh, uh, my dad, my dad's got a good buddy that that that's Cajun um, that he worked with for years and years and his when he gets going sometimes you're like what the fuck did he just say but i mean it, it's, it's, sharp, not, it's not it's not that but you know not that thick but when he when he gets going he just kind of lets loose he's he's a really smart guy um yeah, I, I was actually felt i felt like it was christmas morning i just got a completely unsolicited email from the rage and cajun with a question about my opinion on something earlier in the week oh yeah and, yep Yep. You know, I feel like I'm in the inner circle now. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, Chase Chase Courtney, uh, director of technology sales for IPFS, uh, is, is big brain too. Really sharp guy, CPA by trade. Uh, so he, he is a CPA, accounting background. We got you know he came out of the uh, one of the big four, uh, big four accounting firms, and then um, from there went over to software and technology sales. Uh, so that was our, and, and we knew him and we're recruiting him. And, and so, uh, we were happy to have Chase join the team to mm. really, like I said, in the beginning of the show here, really help us reshape and recraft our technology message approach, internal processes. He leads our customer success team, which again, two and a half, three years ago, I didn't even know what a customer success department did. Right Now I do. I, now I understand they're they're in, in charge of technology onboarding and development and driving in a company. So, uh, but but also a, a good friend of mine. We are road warriors together, out trying to trying to evangel. We, we, our our favorite term is we're evangelizing the message of IPFS. We're going out there, you go, and telling the story. So that's that's. Uh, but yeah, if, yeah, sounds like if you've got some Cajun history in your background, there, Kyle, you you would appreciate when he gets going. That's awesome, man. Talk a little bit. I mean, it's been mentioned several times about total pay. I know we've probably talked about some of the features just in passing here. I'm kind mm -hmm. of a little bit on the outside looking in because when I do an excess and surplus deal, um, 
I basically send the binder over to uh, Nicole and say, Hey, look, this has been bound Do your thing. Um, mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about how it differs from, you know, maybe what people are used to in the premium financing relationship mm-hmm. um, for a minute. Yeah. And I, I think I can actually kind of talk about it candidly in the sense that what we wanted to do as a company with total pay is stop depending on our ability to properly train agents on how to sell and offer premium financing. We knew that with as many people as possible, coverage, training, standards, documents, marketing, that we were never going to make experts out of insurance agents on premium finance. Mm -hmm. And premium finance was always going to be reactionary. Here's your bill. Oops, can't pay it. Okay, fine. Let me go get a premium finance contract. Or in your situation, you had the wherewithal to say, we got it. I'm going to be proactive before I present and, and, and craft the finance agreement with it. Mm-hmm. That's still, again, based on human behavior and your ability to be proactive, knowing your client's needs, knowing their finances gone. They're probably not going to stroke a check for this based on cash. Flow, right. right. What we were trying to do with total pay is remove you even having to think about that. Remove you having to have that conversation. Yeah. Let them, ha- let them make the decision, right? It's up to the client at that in- point. Exactly. Embed both at the same time. And so uh, to offer it all in one, to, to really also as an agency uh, come off across as more of an expert too, to say, hey, we've included both a pay in full option, which by the way, you'll see is cheaper because it doesn't include a finance charge. Sure. Or if you need to spread out your cash flow and you don't have the ability to write that check, we've got a a, um, a payment option for you already embedded in the offering. You can compare them side by side. Tell me which one you want to do. And so that, that, that was kind of the point of developing total pay was we, we, we certainly do a lot of training, training on IPFS.com, training on, on premium finance. We could hire a hundred more. You know, we have 600 uh, associates in the company. We could hire a hundred more and not get that message out enough. On no, because agents don't listen to it, man. That's right. the bottom line. Call it what it is. You won't say it, but I will. The fact of the matter is agents just sit there and they want to bitch about everything that's wrong when the answer is <laughs> sitting right in front of them and they don't do anything to, to fix it, right? And that's, right. that's the whole thing. I think people, a lot of the times, are out there, oh, premium financing is a necessary evil. No, it's it's part of doing business is the proper way to say it. And your, your premium finance partner might be a necessary evil. That's because they're not a trusted partner. You know, you need right. to find somebody that you can actually trust that is trying to push the industry forward, do the right things, make our lives as agents easier. People, if you don't think that premium financing can make a difference at the point of sale, you're kidding yourself. You are absolutely mm-hmm. kidding yourself. And you know what? I don't want to advertise this because I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm not a big fan of people like always being that guy that wants a favor every time they talk to you. I I, I try and temper that, you know. If I ask for a favor, I need it. Like I legitimately need the favor. Um, but you know what? That's the thing, man. I'm not going to say that IPFS is going to give everybody their way every single time, but you're at least willing to have the conversation, right? So we had the, we had the conversation on the 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 million dollar one. Obviously, I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that was going to go off without a hitch. Didn't really. I, I don't really know that I necessarily needed favors on that one per se. Um, just want to make sure that. <laughs> It, it, look, man. If you're if you're driving a Bugatti, you're going to drive it differently than an eighty four Ford Escort. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I want to make sure. It, 
Yeah. yeah. I want to make sure it gets done right. But, you know, just this week, you guys stepped up for me in a big way because I was dealing with a situation where we have a client here in Florida, longtime client, 17 years, known to me for over 30, probably closer to 40 and got hit with a little bit of an increase on their uh, property. Not as bad as I thought, but it was with a market that wanted a 35% down minimum earn, not 25. And that made the down payment that much higher. And when combined with the increase, this is a, I mean, it's a middle market account, but it's not huge. It was a little less than 50 grand just for the property premium, which is where we were at with this at this point. All in the accounts, maybe 125, 150. But I'd reached out and I'm like, look, man, you know, I really don't know the answer to this. I've never really asked it before, but is there ever a time when you're able to under, like, actually underwrite a company, you know, that and not rely on technology to tell you how good or bad they are, where you actually underwrite a company and look at it to see if you can accept a down payment? that's a little bit less than what the the minimum earned is because this is going to put a lot of stress on my client. Mm -hmm. And so reached out matter was, I mean like literally just like two seconds, like, Hey, I'm just going to have your guy have TJ look at this. You let us know when you put it in and you were able to look at it and you saw basically that what I said was accurate and validated that they were pretty good financial standing, you know, long-term client to us. And you were able to help us with that. And that, that was a big deal. Now, was I still going to get the deal one way or the other? Yeah, absolutely. My client wasn't going to leave over that, but he was going to have a bad taste in his mouth if he had to have this huge down payment relative to what it was mm. last year. And that's even with us preparing and telling, you know, preparing and telling him that that was what was going to happen. And so, um, you know, I just think that there's a lot of people out there that don't realize that part of having the relationship with an IPFS and having that relationship with a point of contact like Kendall or Davey or Che. I mean, there's literally two dozen people in the IPFS infrastructure that I could pick up the phone and call right now and get to whoever I needed to get to. And that's where it's important to me. You know, I make a lot of decisions very, very quickly because I know what's going to work for my business and I know what's not going to work for my business. And the whole reason that we even do business with IPFS right now is because Davey spoke at Brainshare. Steven Sedlak had been on me for months to talk to them. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with another premium finance person. I don't want to have to have the conversation. I hate dealing with it. I hate ENS, all of this stuff. And I sat and I accidentally listened to Davey at Brainshare. I accidentally heard what he had to say. (laughs) And he went for, you know, probably 30 minutes or so, went to walk and grab himself some water. And I grabbed him before he could even get to the water cooler, I remember. And I said, I'm going to summarize everything you said with this statement. You take agency bill out of the agency. That's what I heard. And he said, that's right. I said, then I need to, I said, you don't need to do a demo. You don't need to sell me on anything else. I need you to have your people get in touch with me when Brainshare is over so that we can get set up and be ready to go live with you. And I mean, dude, we were live in under a week and in under an hour week, from us yeah. getting the ability to put a, a PFA through, we had already had already done our first premium finance agreement with them. And it has been a really good relationship ever since, except for when Kendall has to have the tough conversations with me, you know, <laughs> except for that. When, when Ken- <laughs> Uh, she's a hoot. Another, another excellent team member. Yeah. Look, you're, you're hitting on that nugget that I, I talked about earlier with some of this buzz in the market. And it is that R word, that relationship word. And 
you know, uh, you know, it kind of goes like, as I'm thinking about your audience here, the question I've gotten, which is a great question from like Sierra had asked at, at Brainshare as an agent, what questions do we need to be asking as agents when we're evaluating a partnership with anybody, a premium finance company, markets, payment, vent, anything. And I, I certainly will use our, our model here because we believe in it. And it is the ability to actually craft a relationship with somebody and not have your relationship built on an app or built on a chat portal. And so one of the things we make sure that we do with every single agent is we assign two people dedicated. We assign a TJ that David knows, an account executive. And then you have what I call your uh, advocate for your agency that's not in your agency that works for us, which is a Kendall. Somebody that says when you need to call somebody on the bat phone and get that extra favor, or get that extra thing across the goal line, you've got it. Now, to David's point, he's got a few because he's met so many IPFS people. He can call me, he can call Sean Eakin, he can call Chase, he can call Kendall, he can call anybody. And we're okay with That's that. That's what's up. We've, we, That's what's, what's up. up. What's up? But the point is, is, is that um, that's our approach. That is the family business culture that is still woven into the largest premium finance company in the country, which is service and people. And so a lot of our competition of varying size, whether it's the startups or our bank-owned competition, they simply have not refused to invest in the people to create the relationships. You know, I've got salespeople in my company that maybe manage two states. Our competitors, their salespeople manage seven and eight. Hmm. There's no way that those salespeople are going to be able to properly service agents when you need a favor, when you need special handling, when you need some help. They, the larger companies are bank-owned entities. We're, you know, if you need an IT development and a piece of technology at a, at a bank-owned premium finance company, the premium finance company for the bank literally is typically in the basement. <laughs> so go through go through bank IT to go get an ups- update to the website. They've got other fish to fry. They've got deposits. They've got checking accounts and savings accounts and think credit cards and things like that. So this is our specialty, man. This is all we do. We've been a premium finance company for 45 years. Now we're a premium finance payments and documents company, and, and we're not going anywhere. Um, we're learning. We're humble enough to learn and, and know when we, we got to take it on the chin on a marketing effort or even technology gap. If it, But we will always, we are always, you know, I, I joke, Chase and I joke that we're a 45-year-old startup right now because we're, we're still evolving and, and developing some of this new technology and and, and, and like David said, try, trying to change the game, try, trying to push the independent agency forward because our business was built off the backs of agents like everybody listening and you guys. So we owe that to you. We owe that to try to continue to innovate and make your process easier. And can we make some, are we a business and we make money off of it? Absolutely. But there is an emotional uh, tie to this industry that, that will never go away for us because it's, it's, it's several generations of a family owning this business and, and wanting to make sure that we're, we're the best we can be. Look, man, Marcus Limonis has it right on the profit. People, product, process, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the product, you have the process. I know the people. And truthfully, you know, and, and I'm not blowing smoke when I say this. I think that everybody that knows me personally – 
I feel like everybody listening to this probably feels like they know me personally. And you're accurate, by the way. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm the same dude. But um, the people who really know me personally, you know, would know that I'm not just going to say something to be nice because you're a guest on the podcast. If I think something, I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm probably one of the more direct people you'll ever meet. But agreed. You know, I have to tell you, man, like I've, as I've gotten to know more and more people from IPFS, the one thing that I see in common is you have the best, like you guys bring in the best talent and you know, is everybody perfect? Nope. You've probably got a few outliers out there, but I understand enough about your culture to know that they won't, they won't last in that culture. But, you know, when you look at it, at a people process product piece, love the product, process is streamlined, I always get concerned about the people and consistently over and over again, the, the people that I interact with at IPFS are just, they're people I would hire in a heartbeat. You know, they're top shelf people. IPFS leadership, I'm not recruiting your people. I'm just telling you. <laughs> That's a compliment. I can't afford them. I appreciate it. But no, no I mean that, that's that's honestly that. the that's the biggest differentiator to me. Yeah. Premium financing's premium financing at the end of the right. day. You know, the actual mm-hmm. process, yeah, you've got a leg up on a lot of people out there, uh, pretty much everybody out there, but there there are people that are gunning for you that will recreate or attempt to recreate something similar. What they can't do is they can't replace the people. Period. I don't care sure. how good their technology is, how good their product is. If they don't have the right people. And and I'm not saying that they have bad people. I'm just telling right. you that I've not seen a single person that I've interacted with, except for maybe Eddie Chen. Eddie's, you know, I'm still on the fence for Eddie. I'm just kidding. Eddie, <laughs> Eddie was awesome when we hung out with him in Texas. But I've not seen a single one that, that honestly I wouldn't have in my living room, you know, to come over, yeah. hang out, do whatever else. And I mean, that's really important to me when I'm doing business with anybody, period. I appreciate that. I, I think it just comes down to, you know, look, this is a, this is a great industry that we're all in. Uh, one I did, like I said, wasn't in seven plus years ago. I was in a completely different industry, but uh, love this industry. It's been great to me. It's been a great place to make a living. IPFS, the same thing. It's a great business, family owned business here allows me to make a living. And look, man, it's just, it's just been cool. And, and, and we uh, hopefully we can all make each other's lives a little easier in the process. True story. When I told Davey, um, when we had our little exchange at Brainshare, it was literally like less than two minutes. It went that quick. It was like, the water cooler. I was like, don't need a demo, ready to sign up, have somebody put us, get us in touch. And he, he looked at me, he goes, did we just become best friends? And I said, <laughs> 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 it was a complete step. You have to brothers. call me dragon. <laughs> So anyhow, well, listen, man, we could go on for hours and hours and hours, but we all got stuff we got to get done. I appreciate you coming on the show. I'm sitting here looking at a myriad of packages that are going out to a lot of happy campers that are going to be in Key West. I just scheduled the pickup for tomorrow morning, printed the scan form while we were on the podcast. I'm pumped, man. You know, I had never been like Kyle and I, it's crazy. We've, we've worked together now for Four years. I mean, longer than that, really, if you count your co-ad days. But we yeah. don't ever like very, very rarely are we out outside of like sales meeting or chatting over the phone. So I'm right. kind of pumped just to be able to hang out with my guy for a little bit. You know, we're gonna get Definitely. in there early Thursday before everybody, and uh, just we're, we're gonna we're gonna be ready to roll, man. It's, we're gonna do it right. I can promise you. If there's one thing, you, there you know how one to do thing it right. David does, he does it right. 
Yeah, I mean, Davey, Davey does it right too, man. So I just I'm, sure. I'm looking forward to the time away to decompress and just have everybody in a com in, in a place where they can have open conversations and learn from each other. Period. You're an incredible facilitator uh, of discussion and thought, Kyle. Appreciate all appreciate the relationship with you guys and. Uh, yeah, excited to go down to Key West and 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 celebrate uh, celebrate all the good we're trying to do in this industry. That's really what we're trying to do. We're just trying to make everybody better, and, and that's something that sometimes you got to take stock of that and go, we're doing a pretty good thing, you know. So, mm-hmm. yep, happy to be a part of it. Looking forward to it. People check, product check, process check. The profit signs off on IPFS. We're not taking any investments from Marcus today, though. We don't need them. We got what we need. You know, IPFS is the the they're the they're the people call them the eight hundred pound gorilla. Nah, they're not an eight hundred pound gorilla. That's Harambe was very violent. You know, I don't think that we're, right. we're on like right. We're, we don't want to call them the eight hundred pound gorilla. They're just a giant teddy bear that's ready to let you cuddle them and love them and you get to know them and and then they're going to appreciate the fact you use them. Period. Everybody have a great week. See ya. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.